Welcome to the House of Health, a place where we discuss healthy eating, healthy thinking, healthy living to help you create a healthy lifestyle. I'm Chris. And I'm Anya, and we are going to be talking about all things health. We started this podcast with a desire to share our story in the hopes that we can be an example to those on a path to find a more holistic, healthy lifestyle, just like ourselves. Each week, we'll discuss a specific topic that falls under the umbrella of health. So grab your favorite cup of coffee and let's begin. Hey guys, for today's episode, Chris and I are going to talk through what we learned from playing sports growing up. Um, I believe that sports were vital to my childhood and taught me so many lessons that I don't think I would have instilled within me today if it wasn't for the sports I did growing up. Chris, what are your thoughts on sports growing up and what lessons did you learn? Well, first, I love sports. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm a huge proponent of kids playing sports when they're growing up just because of all the lessons that you learn. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're life skills that you're doing here. And uh, you can really, truly become a really great person just from your sports. I mean, think about it. If you've got a team sport, you've got to learn to interact with other people and how to negotiate. You know, maybe it's different levels of power. Maybe it's different skills in order for you to do well and your team to thrive. Um, but there's there's the balance of interacting and just working with other people's skills and attributes um, and characteristics of their personalities. And then the other side is if it's more of an individual sport, it's a lot of your own confidence and just like who you are and, and how you can talk to yourself. Similar to what we were talking about in last week's podcast, just how you how you can be the most positive person in your own mind. Um, And if you're not telling yourself positive things, I'm telling you, it's going to be a rough one in (laughs) sports. All right. But if I was to, you know, really break it down to the lessons that I've learned from sports, I've got three things that I would say were the three most important things I learned from playing sports. And you can uh, you can tell me if you disagree with any of these, Anya, because I know that you oh, did sports growing up too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but number one is resilience, uh, and I say resilience because you go through a lot when you're playing at a high level, whatever sport it is. Uh, you know, and I say playing, but we all know that Anya and I both swam, so you don't play swimming; <laughs> you swim. You are a swimmer, um, but when you get up early in the morning, like four o'clock in the morning to go swim practice and it's cold outside and you don't want to get in the pool or you're in the middle of a really tough set and all you want to do is just stop, that mental resilience and fortitude to continue on, that's life-changing because whenever you're faced with a challenge in life, if you haven't conditioned yourself to push through it, and to continue pushing forward, then you're going to back off and you're going to back down from those fights that allow you to be successful in life. And so that resilience, that mental fortitude really goes a long way. So I think that's the number one. I don't know. What do you think about mental resilience, Anya? Yeah, I mean, I agree, especially with those 4 a.m. practices. Those were tough. I mean, 
It wasn't just one time a week. It could be three times a week that I was getting up at 4 a.m. And hitting that snooze button was very, very enticing. But I look at my life now and where I'm at now, and I rarely hit that snooze button. Regardless of what time I set my alarm to, I know that I set it for a reason. I have something I need to do, somewhere I need to be, something I need to accomplish, and I'm going to get up and do it because I built that mus- muscle growing up swimming in the sport. Yep. So. Love it. Those, those little things that you pick up from sports are huge. And having that dedication to being committed to whatever you have already put on your calendar and waking up and making it happen, that's all just stemming from that resilience that you build, that mental fortitude that you build uh, as you're getting up for those practices and pushing through. So I love it. And that's number one. Number two is going to be being comfortable getting uncomfortable, getting out of your comfort zone. I mean, there's all those people that will say that growth begins right on the edge of your comfort zone. As soon as you step out of comfort, you are now adapting. And that's why it's one of the biggest things that I would say is everyone learns from sports is there are times when you will be uncomfortable. There are times when you're going to want to stop or you're going to be like, well, I'm not really good at playing this position, but the coach puts you in it. Why? So that you are adaptable on the field. All right. I grew up playing soccer too. And there were times when my coach, he was like, hey, by the way, you're going you're gonna to play sweeper today. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never played sweeper before in my life. He's like, okay, well, your dad can teach you how to do it. We've got a game in two hours. Good luck. <laughs> I had to figure it out. Why? Because I needed to be adaptable for the team. And if I wasn't comfortable with getting out of my comfort zone and figuring it out, my life today would be so different because I would just sit in my comfort zone. And I actually had a conversation with, sorry, Brandon, uh, my sister and her husband, Brandon, about how sports really do teach you to get uncomfortable. And there are times in life when discomfort and stepping out of your comfort zone is good because it allows you to grow and progress. So getting getting comfortable with that and just being all right with being pushed outside of your comfort zone, I think that's hands down so impactful. And I can see all the tendrils of how it's impacted my life. But Anya, have you seen that happen too for you? I was going to say that this one was actually, this one's harder for me to practice outside of sports or fitness or working out being comfortable getting uncomfortable it's still hard for me to do if it's not within the realm of fitness Um, but I do think that if I didn't have those experiences within fitness I would never challenge myself to do them in my personal life my career you know anything like that so It's definitely still a muscle that I'm continuing to grow and build and work out. Um, So it's, I feel like I'm not the only one out there that has these experiences, but I do believe that if it wasn't for swimming growing up, that I would be comfortable 100% of the time. So 
If you look back on your experience with swimming, is there something that you really like latch on to where like if I could do that, I could do this in my life? Like I one experience where you just got so pushed outside your comfort zone in swimming that you were like, I will forever be okay with getting out of my comfort zone a little bit. Hmm. And like replaying all of those terrible sets that I did in my <laughs> How many yards is that? Um I think it wasn't one specific set or one specific race. I think it would be I would say it was the summers. The summers were brutal. We did doubles from morning and afternoon. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Thursday was kind of like an active recovery day just in the afternoon. And then we had Saturday and then we also had dry land. So lifting or, you know, just working out outside the pool and that pushed myself so far out of my comfort zone that once I got through the summer, I knew that I could do anything because if I can do that, then I can do an hour-long spin class as an adult. You know, I used to do five hours a day. Like, why can't I do this? But it's still more related to fitness than it is to outside of fitness. Mm-hmm. Great. No, I love it. And having those memories to draw upon, they're just so impactful because you truly do. You get this idea of, if I can do that, then I can do this. Like, there's nothing that can get in my way because... I've been through the ringer. <laughs> so um, sports, they, they truly do. They change change the way that your mind reacts to challenges or bumps or bruises along the way um, and allow you to maintain your direction even when you're getting nudged off course. Mm-hmm. So, But the, uh, the other one is progress takes time and humility. And when I thought about this one, you know, I sat down and yes, I, I made some notes um, for the for the podcast today. When I sat down and I wrote that one, the way that I interpret progress taking time, but also taking humility as well, is it takes a long time, especially in sports, for you to master a skill. When you make changes to your technique in swimming, let's say. Anya, how does that go typically? It's tough. It takes a long time and it's really easy to revert back to your older technique. Yep. It it is a constant try and fail, try and fail, try and fail until finally you try and it sticks. And then maybe it falls off again because you get a little lazy and then you got to go back, try again, try again and maintain it so it takes time there is no quick fix you've got to put in the work put in the hours put in the reps to make the changes happen the other thing is humility being okay with failing i just said it you're gonna try and you're gonna fail you're gonna try and you're gonna fail and if you're not okay with wearing that failure as a badge of honor then you're gonna either you're gonna fake that you're making the changes and it's going to pop out when you hit the competition or 
you're going to give up because you're not okay with failure. Failure is part of learning. In fact, one of my favorite quotes is, fail means first attempt in learning. (laughs) And if you're not failing, you're not challenging yourself, you're not stepping outside of that comfort zone, you're not making changes, and you're not growing. So humility is key. And being okay with the fact that you're not going to be the best. When you learn to kick a ball a different way, it's going to look funky. It's going to be mechanical. It's not going to be fluid. However, eventually it's going to become fluid. It's going to become natural. And that is when you finally start to see the progress from all your work. But it takes humility to get there. So time and humility, that's what it takes. What do you think, Anya? Building that muscle memory. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. All right. But so those are the things that the lessons I've learned from sports. But Anya, how have sports transformed your life? What have they done to change your life? Hmm. I think sports set my life on a path that I never would have gone down if it hadn't been for swimming. For example, I was living in Texas when I graduated high school. And, you know, I look back now and I really, I don't remember making this decision. I don't remember how I came to this conclusion. But somehow I found myself swimming at a community college in San Diego for my first year of college. And I was living in Texas and I have no idea how I got there, but I truly believe that, you know, swimming has always guided me in my life, whether it be in the pool or outside of the pool, it's always been kind of like my guiding light. And somehow it led me to California and California has opened up so many opportunities for me. You know, I met Chris in California. Um, you know, I followed my dream of going to Pepperdine my last two years of college. Um, it's just, I don't know. I, I, it's like, I'm speechless about it because I don't know how I got there, but I know that if it hadn't have been for swimming, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I truly believe that I know in my heart that I am where I need to be. Um, so that's definitely been something that's transformed my life via sports. Love it. Yep. And I'm happy that swimming brought you to California as well. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yep. <laughs> um, I also have a couple lessons too, like Chris mentioned earlier, history. Um, I would say one of my big ones that swimming taught me was time management. When you're swimming, you know, doubles, you know, an hour and a half in the morning before school and then two hours after school and then you have homework and, you know, you have your family and you also want to spend time with your friends. It's really hard to juggle all of those things. And so you have to be really good with managing your time and also saying no to things that are not beneficial to your life. <laughs> you mean distractions? Distractions. Yeah, I mean... Those happen. <laughs> There were plenty of times where I, you know, said no to school friends because I had a swim meet or I knew that I wanted to get to bed early because I had to wake up super early in the morning. And so that was all from sports and swimming and just learning to manage my time was very, very valuable, I would say. 
Awesome. Yeah. Time management is key. And uh, I know the struggles of saying no to your friends that are wanting to go and do something cool. And you're like, nope, I'm I'm tapering. (laughs) I have to make sure that I'm resting. And they're like, yeah, well, isn't isn't just going to uh, an amusement park super easy anyway? I'm like, nope, walking miles and miles, probably not the best thing for my taper. (laughs) Definitely not. Yep. Um, And then another lesson too that I think was really important and still is, is positive self-talk. And like we talked about last week too with it being around food, um, it's just so important to talk positively to yourself. And I always felt amazing when I was swimming and I was always so positive towards myself about how I was doing, all those things. And so, you know, that kind of built that muscle. And yes, it's always been geared towards fitness. But if I have that muscle with fitness, why can't I have it in other aspects of my life? You know, I've already started growing it and building it. I can still use it in other aspects. It just takes being you know, very conscious of what you're saying to yourself. And so, you know, sports, they really, truly, they're just so, so important. They're so impactful and they truly do instill so many lessons that will live with you outside of the sport. When you're done with that sport, you still have so many lessons that you will have with you for the rest of your life that you can also share with others. So it's not just for you, it's for others too around you. What would you say to yourself? Like, what were some positive phrases that you would say to yourself during practices or during meets? Um, that's a good question. Um, you know, like, if anything, it wasn't like specific mantras. I definitely have grown mantras over the past couple years, but just like growing up, it was more so I was aware of what I had been through in the past and I would tell myself like you've done this before you can do it again Mm. like you've got this like you know how to do this you know what it feels like you've swam 8,000 yards in one practice you can swim a mile right now like you got this like suck it up (laughs) Mm -hmm. you can do it yep no those little positive phrases are key to your success because if you're telling yourself yes I can or these positive things you will succeed. You will reach that next level. But there's this saying, whether or you tell yourself you can or you can't, you're right. And that's because wherever you set the limitation in your mind, if you say, I can't do that, you're going to give up. You're setting yourself to give up. But if you say, I can, I got this, I'm going to do this, you're setting yourself up for success. So those little things that you tell yourself, so, so very important. So I love that. Thank you. Good job, Anya. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) All right. And uh, is there anything else? Um, No, I would definitely say that those were my top two. Time management and positive self-talk. Awesome. Okay. So, uh, you know, I also like to think about time management a little bit in the sense of balancing out your sports and your athletics with your school and the rest of your life. 
wherever you are, balance is key. All right, you don't want to just be this one, this person that is all school or is all partying or is all sports. You want to have some balance. And so my advice, I've got three things for the advice side. Number one is that sports, they're not your identity. If someone says, who are you? You don't say, I'm a tennis player, right? If someone was to come up to me and say, hey, who are you? I wouldn't say, I'm a personal trainer even. I would say, I'm Chris. That's who I am. And whether it's my job, my profession, my sport, whatever it is, I am not those things. What I am is my own identity. I'm Chris. And this is a little bit about me and my personality. And I would go into that. But I wouldn't say I'm a swimmer and say that that's who I am, who my identity is, because it's only a part of who I am. And we lose track of that sometimes when it comes to sports. We think that our life begins and ends with that sport. Mm -hmm. There's so much more to the world, so much more to you, and you're capable of so much more than just your sport. Mm -hmm. So I love sports. I'm a huge fan of them, but they are not who you are. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many Olympians or professional athletes who retire from their sport and they're lost mm -hmm. because they didn't have that balance. Yep. All right. And it's possible for you to be that amazing, but still hold your identity separate from that sport. Yep. Definitely. Right. Now, the other one is finding the connection early between what you're doing and what you're doing. Because it's not just, I'm going to swim practice today. Just like Anya said, you're forming habits. You're learning how to time manage. You're learning how to get up early and not hit the snooze button. You're creating these positive habits that you can not only use for your sport, but you can use for your life. Just like Anya said, she wakes up and she doesn't like to hit snooze because for so many years she didn't hit snooze because <laughs> you know what? I got to be at practice. Yeah. And if, if it was me, this is just what I would do. By the way, a little time out, a little side note. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. I would set my alarm. You know how people typically will set their alarms? It's like 7 o'clock, 7.15, 7.30, 7.45. I would set my alarm down to the minute for me to wake up. <laughs> I hear you laughing over there. For me to wake up. And have enough time to grab my stuff, get out the door, get in my car, and get to practice with five minutes left for me to change and get in the pool. And it would be like I got up at 4.53 in order for me to be at practice at 5.30. You refined your system. I did. I got it down to the minute. <laughs> um, but the thing is that when you're doing those things, you're learning how valuable your time is. You're learning how to be proactive, setting up things to take and walk out the door right away instead of waiting to the last minute to get them all set up, right? Packing your bag the night before, having a nightly routine, 
making sure that you're, you've packed your lunch and everything too, making sure that you're, you've got your homework all done and you know where it is. Like you're forming all these great habits because of the sport. And if you can really see that connection early, the sooner you can figure that out, the more powerful it becomes because now you start to realize you're forming these really powerful habits and you give yourself the permission to do it in other areas of your life. You ever notice that on you? <laughs> I have, yep, definitely. What was one big habit that you formed as an athlete? Hmm. I think what you've already mentioned being prepared ahead of time whether it be preparing my lunch for the next day or setting out my workout outfit for the next morning so I'm already ready and prepared and I don't have to talk myself out of it um it's just more of like being able to set steps in order to be prepared for whatever I have coming up. Do you do that now, even though you're not swimming? I do. Well, look at that. A great <laughs> habit was formed. It's muscle memory. Yep. And it becomes that much easier. I've done it before. I can do it again. Yep. All right. I think I heard you say that earlier, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Suck it up and do it. Yep. All right, but so find that connection early, realize you're building habits, and uh, you can apply those to more than just your sport. And then the last thing is no sport is a lone performance, meaning you're not alone. Don't try to go it alone. There is no sport, no matter what sport it is, that you are going alone. If it's a team sport, you've got your teammates behind you. All right, for my soccer team, it was never just the goalie's fault. If the goalie had a bad game, well, guess what? The person that scored had to get past the entire rest of the team to get to the goalie. So it wasn't just on the goalie. Mm-hmm. All right. The other thing is, if you're supposed to be scoring goals and you're missing every shot, you're not the only one that can take shots. Right? So. Right. You've got the rest of your team that can pick up for you when you're in a team sport. When you're in an individual sport, like swimming, swimming's like kind of that line of both team and mm-hmm. individual, but you're still not alone. You know why? Because your coach is behind you. Because you've got other training partners. You've got other people you ask for advice. Other people that are racing against you, that are pushing you. No sport is just you shining by yourself. And as soon as you can realize that, you have the key to life. You cannot go at life alone. You need people to support you. To challenge you. And also to help you see things in a different light, a different perspective. Mm -hmm. You will not have all the answers. You can't expect yourself to. And as soon as you figure out There is no only one person winning against the world that you need people to support you. Just like in any other sport, then you're going to really start to excel in life because you'll surround yourself with, just like when you train against people, you want to train against people that are better than you so that you can get better. 
you want to surround yourself with people that are better at life than you <laughs> so that they can help you do better with life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people that challenge you and really open your eyes to new perspectives that you wouldn't have seen without them. Mm-hmm. And also, everyone has it. Everyone is plagued by doubts along the road of life. And if you have someone that can support you and, you know, when you're doubting yourself, they believe in you, that's going to allow you to keep the momentum up and keep you moving forward. Definitely. All right. Mm -hmm. Anything to say on that, Anya? No, I think all I was going to say was amen. Amen, sister friend. (laughs) All right. But I know that for me, when I was participating in sports, it was all about winning. <laughs> all right. I just wanted to win. I wanted to beat the other people that were in the pool. I wanted our team to win. I get really upset when that didn't happen, <laughs> but it would just fuel a fire because I'd be like, next time we're going to crush them. Right. But I, winning was like my number one thing. I just, I really wanted to get that gold medal. And if I was on a team doing it, like a relay team for swimming or uh, for the soccer team, I fought even harder. You know, it's just the way I was wired. But, you know, I know from experience, Anya, that if if it was you and me going for gold, (laughs) that I would win probably 90% of the time just because you would be like, I don't care. (laughs) You can win. Not a big deal. Yeah. So if it wasn't about winning, Anya, what fueled your fire? when you were participating in sports that's funny because this is probably the biggest this is our biggest difference chris and i are very similar but when it comes to that drive to win i don't have it (laughs) he has it i feel like if we were to ever do one of those like um partner races or something you know feet tied together yeah three-legged race (laughs) yeah It'd be hilarious because I just like do it because it was fun and I was like laughing so hard that my stomach hurt and Chris would be like, (laughs) you can just like see it happening. You would just be like trying so hard to get me to stop laughing and to focus. (laughs) I just pick you up and run. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Okay, sorry. Anyways, um, yeah, so for me, I wasn't all about winning. Um, I always look back and I'm like if I could have swam and never competed I would have been even more happy with the sport I had no desire to compete no desire to go to swim meets I just wanted to practice and I reflect on that now and you know I realized that I truly just loved being in the water I loved swimming and it was my outlet I mean growing up you know, like all kids, I went through some stuff that wasn't happy, wasn't the best experience. And I would always just revert back to swim practice. And it was the only place where I feel like I could either one, get out of my own thoughts and just forget about whatever was going on in my personal life and just focus on swimming. But on the other hand, it was also a place where I felt like I could really work through my challenges And anything that was bothering me or, you know, if I was really sad or if someone was bullying me, you know, I just felt so much more confident in the pool that it would help build back that confidence if that's what it was that I was lacking that day. Um, 
so so yeah that's one part of it so you know for swimming it was because I loved it and it was my outlet but I also loved challenging myself so it's hard because I'm not competitive but I can also be competitive with myself at times and so swimming was kind of that place where I had the I had both I could just do because I loved it but I could also challenge myself and I love 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 the feeling of completing a very hard set or being able to do you know 100s freestyle at a different pace than I've ever been able to before so it's kind of like accomplishing things that I've never done before is what I also loved about the sport was just pushing myself to achieve greater better faster stronger whatever it was I loved the challenge but it was for me and only for me so so ultimately I felt my strongest in the pool Um, it's what drove me to go to practice and perform because I was chasing that feeling of being strong and resilient and knowing that I could get through anything because I could get through this kind of like we talked about earlier you know we've done it before you can do it again so yeah for me it was it was a lot deeper than just, you know, gold medal, Chris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, it was very personal. It got me through a lot of tough times. And even to this day, swimming is still my outlet. If I need to work through something in my head and I go to the pool, I feel so much better after it. So yeah. that's, that's why. There you go. And, you know, I think it's funny that you said, Swimming was kind of your outlet to get away from your own thoughts in Mm -hmm. a sense. But for me, you know, that was one thing that I loved about swim practice specifically because when your head is in the water, there's no one else. Like the only person that you can be with are your own thoughts. And I would absolutely love having my time to myself to just hear the water around me and to know that the only the only thoughts in my head were my own mm-hmm. at that point so um i think it's funny that was like the opposite for me I, <laughs> yeah. I would love to just have some time to myself and to really just truly focus on the challenge inside myself mm-hmm. um but even just that like even being so self-aware is what sports do. They allow you to get to know yourself, mm-hmm. to know your limitations, to know your abilities, to know what you really thrive on and and what maybe you need to work on, what your weaknesses are. And it just, it's such a, a great experience for you to learn so much about yourself. And here's the thing. We talk about it right now because Anya and I, we, we grew up playing sports. But... Just because you maybe didn't grow up doing sports or now you're an adult and you're, you don't have a sports team that you are part of, you can still join a team. You can. There are athletic leagues that are for adults. There are pickup games that you can go and play. You can have the benefit of being a part of a team or playing a sport to reap the benefits of how it pours into your life because no matter where you are in your life doing a sport is only going to help you be better 
at whatever you're doing in your life. It just teaches you such great lessons. Mm-hmm. Just like we outlined today. Yep. So my advice to you is wherever you are, pick up a sport, pick up a hobby, do something that allows you to learn about yourself, to challenge yourself, to get you out of your comfort zone and help you grow. And if you can do that, that's why we're talking about this today. Anyone can do this. Anyone can join a team. Anyone can go and learn a new have like a new hobby. And when you do, when you're going through that time of practicing and learning and growing, you're teaching yourself not only how to be a better better at whatever you're doing, but how to be a better person and how to live life better. And so that's why we talked about this today mm-hmm. to help you live the best life you can. Yeah, I mean, I think to sum that up, ultimately there's so much more to sports, fitness, working out than just the physical benefits. There are so many great mental benefits that go along with it too. And also, you may not have been an athlete growing up, but you can be an athlete now, you know, like you were saying, you can still get into sports or a, you know, a team or something. It's just that self-limiting belief that you may be putting on yourself. So just because you weren't back then doesn't mean you can't right now. Mm -hmm. Part of that getting comfortable being uncomfortable is maybe pressing join for that team and starting the process of becoming an athlete. Yeah, exactly. All right. So... Hopefully this helped. Hopefully you enjoyed it today. And hopefully we will see you back here next week. All right. Yeah. And if you guys have any cool stories of your sports growing up, we would love to hear them or things that you learned. Feel free to share with us because we love hearing other people's stories and what they learned as well. Yeah. We'd love to hear your story. We'd love to shout you out and congratulate you and, you know, maybe share some stories back and forth. All right. Send them on in. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, and we will be back here next Tuesday for a new episode on the House of Health podcast. Please download and subscribe to our podcast to help us reach more people. You can find us on Instagram at thehouseofhealth underscore. And remember, we only get one body, and it's up to you on how you fuel it, cherish it, and challenge Challenge it. it.